the wildest muscle car party in the West is back and returns to the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway March 15th through the 17th for another weekend of muscle car action. If you are a muscle car enthusiast, then get your ass to Las Vegas for drag racing, autocross, the swap meet, a vendor midway, and of course, the return of Project Cars at the Strip. Go to mattslv.com to register today. See you in Vegas. Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 182. This is a swap cast that I did with my good friends, Matt Monroe from the Big Blocks Garage podcast and Blake Anderman from Sublime Technologies, formerly DIY Hemi. And we just wanted to shoot the breeze. And that's exactly what we did. We got to the bottom of the transition from DIY Hemi over to Sublime Technologies and where Blake's going from here and what the future holds for Sublime Technologies. It was a lot of fun, and I really do enjoy sitting and just BSing with my friends. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. The Motley Crew of Mopars live. It's been a while. It's been a while, boys. Howdy. Uh, So what's new? It's new. Um, Man, living life trucking, trying to keep going forward. Oh yeah, um, gosh, how long has it been since we sat down and did a live? It's been a uh, it's minute. been it's been a few months. Yeah, easy. If not six, dare I say, it's been a while. Would you it's think? It's been a minute. It would have to be before Mo Party, if I had to guess. I think so. It was. It was us talking about what we were getting ready for for Mo Party. Yeah, um, it's always good to get together. And talk about what we're all up to and all that kind of fun stuff. And Blake, you've been uh, the busiest one out of all of us. Um, for those of you that don't know Blake, he is famous for DIY Hemi. And DIY Hemi has been rebranded to Sublime Technologies. So, Blake, I don't think we've actually sat down and had a chat about uh, that transformation and um the uh the birth of sublime technologies and where you're at right now so uh go ahead and tell tell us tell us what happened with diy hemi why you had to rebrand and tell tell us that story buddy okay so yeah quite a long story but uh i mean a lot of plot twists and turns stuff like that we love diy hemi make no mistake about it it was very simple and it it said what we stood for you know Hemi swap, Hemi swap the world. That's what we were all about. But as things progressed, when we really tried to move forward professionally and provide products to the industry so that people could do these swaps and really help them, we knew we had to get serious and get a copyright on the name. We approached the U.S. Patent Office, filed all the proper documents, and the attorneys and powers at bay said, absolutely not. Your name has the word Hemi in it, which is owned by, well, Stellantis now, FCA at the time. You can't have it. Pick a new name. So 
we didn't want to continue on the DIY Hemi train using those logos, those names on our products and not re really being able to be professional, you know, and then stand behind that name if it's in some sort of a copyright infringement. So we had to choose a new name. And the roots of Sublime took place in a discussion we were having in the office one day about, you know, different things. What could really capture the essence of what we were trying to do without stepping on copyrights and infringing on anything like that? So the name was suggested of Sublime Technologies. And, you know, Sublime does have some Mopar tiebacks with obviously Sublime Green. And the basis of it is that one step beyond excellence and really trying to be something a little bit more, you know. Unfortunately, it doesn't simply say Hemi anywhere in it. So it's kind of confusing. People may not know what it's about, but it also gives us a lot of breadth where we can expand and do everything outside of and on the peripherals of Hemi swaps, if that makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. So we're talking like um, working on harnesses for putting Hellcats in more modern Ram trucks. That's not a Hemi swap, but it's a product in that realm. Yeah helping upgrade superchargers, stuff like that. Any product really revolving around these brands that we could offer to the public and help them out, you know? So that's how it look <laughs> straight up. The campaign for changing over the name was, it was completely botched and it was rushed. It really wasn't what we wanted it to be. A lot was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, sure we had i mean day jobs families mm -hmm. obligations that really took a toll so it was hard to stage this really nice transition period and inform the public of what's going on and why the name is changing so we noticed as things went on and and these obligations crept up that it just really it was at an impasse or a fork in the road. And we had to decide how this was going to progress, what we wanted to do with it. We really couldn't decide immediately because there was so much going on. You know, Mike had a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on. He had, you know, moving to Houston, he had yeah. uh, his real estate business and his day job was, you know, really taking a lot of his time. And I mean, he's such a great guy, right? He just, he, He's just, I think, was overextended. I think I was overextended. So we did a three-month hiatus over the summer where we sat down and really focused on what was important to us. And the number one answer is our families, right? Yeah. So yeah. we spent time with our families and cleared our heads and sort of made the decision how to progress from there. So we had some long talks. And, and he's, he's such a smart guy. He is a family guy, nice guy. And that's what really took us so much time to kind of figure everything out and work through everything. And at the end, the end result was he's now in Houston and he's doing some real estate and his engineering gig and he's having 
really good successful time in Houston. And I'm, I'm very proud of him. I'm happy for him. I think yeah. he's, he's doing wonderful things, right? No one, no one could be disappointed in that. That's cool. It's good stuff. He's a good guy. And I just really had my heart on continuing the Hemi business and focusing mm -hmm. on it. So that's why I've continued on and you see things starting to pick up now. So it, it really seems like with these types of businesses, if like you, there's no question, like I have no questions about your passion for cars. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sometimes I, you know, uh, Mike, I met Mike one time. Good dude. Um, I did not feel that he shared the passion the same way. And you know what I mean? When you meet people and they're, they're car people and they like cars, but then you meet car people and they really like cars. And, uh, you mean car nuts? It, yeah. The, the yeah. psychos. <laughs> yeah. Really I, mean, weird. I mean, for sure to have a, auto parts business you have to be a car nut not just a car guy yeah. yeah it's uh it's one of those things where and it i don't think it's possible to have a have a business partner like that in the automotive industry and not have that come to the forefront eventually you know what i mean so um he was um yeah maybe not as much into the the finite details but what i could say is and especially in the beginning, he just, I think he saw how excited I got and he just really, I mean, he believed in me and, and I was yeah. very thankful for that. I yeah. was very thankful for that to have someone who says, man, I believe in you. This is good mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. And things just got hard. Life changed. We really didn't make, I mean, this is a side gig right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there, there wasn't enough income to support one person, much less two, you know? Right. So it's um, it, it's just how it is, you know, and things change. Life goes on. You know, I'm, I'm very happy, happy for the, the support I got when we were together. And it's just different now, you know, just moving on in a different direction. You, ca you kind of are, but kind of aren't because it's still Hemi Soft the world. That's the mission. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, Nothing about the business has actually changed except for the innovations and the research and development for uh, improving products and that kind of stuff, right? Well, not, goal. not entirely true, Chris. Okay. Um, so some new things are in the works. Nice. Um, I joined a coaching group. Um, so 365 Driven, highly recommended if you could look them up. Tony Watley, killer guy, and the crew that we have in the automotive mastermind group is really good really nice guys. They help each of us independently and collectively to think outside the box and really challenge ourselves, push ourselves forward a little bit more. And as a result of that, you'll see Sublime Technologies is now extending offers outside of what we make in-house. So the goal is over this next year, 2024, to become the one-stop source for all things Hemi swap related first, and then Hemi and those Mopar Motorsports after that. So what does that mean? All categories. Do you need an oil pan? You need a center sump? You need a rear sump? You need a forward sump? What you need? We got it. And everything related to the swaps, whether it's made by Holly, whether it's made by any other manufacturer, you name it, MSD, all the companies, 
we want to bring them in-house. We have our wholesale distribution accounts set up and established and really paved the way that says, you don't need to go anywhere else. Just come right here. We'll help you out and move forward. You know, that's kind of the, the big vision. And what we really want to see by the end of the year is kind of like Chrysler's horsepower uh, locator. We, we kind of call it the Hemi swap calculator, but it won't stink like the horsepower <laughs> locator. <laughs> that's the goal anyway. Hope I'm not um, overstepping myself, but you can log in. This is the idea. You can log in and you say, I have a 73 A body. Here you go. Swap in a box. It has everything you need in it. It has the manifolds, the exhaust, uh, collector, you know, flanges, whatever you need, oil pan, wiring harness, ECM, everything. You just, here you go. Don't need to think about it. Oh my gosh. So before <clears throat> I used to point people in the direction of Blake all the time for their wiring needs and their harness needs and stuff like that. And now what you're telling me, Blake, is I don't have to go anywhere else. I can go to sublimeparts.com and I can build out my Hemi swap. That's the goal. So we're still working on it again. It's progress. We have a lot of stuff taking place behind the scenes and products are being added every day. Yeah. Categories are being added every day and you will see the swaps in a box coming by the end of the year swaps in a box i like i like it i like it i like it that sounds sounds good <laughs> it's oh, it's man. it's a little complicated there are yeah. so <laughs> there's so many different ways you can do these swaps from the budget side to the extravagant side yeah the calculator will help you with that so this car good. choose a b c or d a okay well you chose a so in the next stage of options these three are out you can't do that that it's non-compatible and it really helps you figure everything out. And you have basically a nice shopping cart built for you for your project, swap in a box, check out, and let it get shipped to your house. Oh, wow. man. I wow. dig it. That's rad, dude. So it's going to be like budget, street, race, extreme kind of thing, or just... Not, I wouldn't say really that detail. That's a good way to think about it of different trim levels. But yeah. really, it's more of taking what's up in here and putting it out there so that you don't have to study this for years on end. You can just say, This is the car I have. And it just lays out your options. Let's, let's take for an example. Okay. 73A body. Okay. All right. What engine do you want to use? Okay, well, hmm, the salvage yard next to me has a 2015 5.7 Hemi. I can get really cheap. Okay, you know, Eagle 5.7, click. Okay, do you want to run the stock K member or do you want to run a factory K member? Factory K member. Okay, here's your options to go forward to the oil pan step. Do you want to use a center sump swap oil pan? It can be cast, poly, it can be the Mylodon, it can be you know, all these other brands, or you have the option of using the factory front, front sump oil pan with a U.S. car tool K-member notch. Which one of those do you want? I picked this one. Boom. Okay. And of course, the prices are all listed. So theoretically, you could just go through and just check the cheapest options all the way down if you want. Oh, that's to. what you're saying now. Okay. Okay. I love, I love those because for somebody like me who like researches a lot of stuff, 
<laughs> and I'm curious how much stuff's going to cost because I'm cheap. Like, I'll go to websites and I'll build something out. And it always has the, like, oh, add this option, this option, this option. And you go down and you kind of configure yeah. what you want. And then you see what the price is. And then you go, oh, well, let me go ahead and choose the cheaper. And then you <laughs> yeah, go back up and watch the price go down. <laughs> right. So that does like a few that. things. It helps with the transparency. You can understand where the costs come from. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it helps you understand what you'll need to complete the swap, what is all entailed in it. And it, yeah. it educates at the same time of allowing you to, you know, pick and choose and play around a little bit. That's cool. I, you know, every time I think, ah, gosh, I just don't know if the Hemi swap will ever get as popular as the LS swaps, you know? And uh, <laughs> I was just on, I think it was TikTok or something. I, I'm just, you know, surfing. And some donk shows up, this blue donk, and this guy's got a supercharged Hellcat in it. Oh, I saw that this morning. Did you I see saw it? that today? Okay. It was nuts. Yeah, it's blue, right? Or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> wild candy blue. And yeah, they're out there. Um, <laughs> they're really gaining in popularity. The, the power per dollar is getting hard to beat. You know, it's even compared, some of these C10 guys. Some well, of I mean, you guys are swapping in Hemis too. <laughs> I mean, I can't confirm or deny if that's in the works, but um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, it's just the word starting to get out that's because, like the like around here, the general way of thinking about it is it's Hemi, so it's more expensive than an LS swap when it's not. You're absolutely right. It's everybody not more thinks expensive. it's expensive when they're trying to put a Hellcat in. Right. Well, I mean, well, no, no, hear me out. No, I'm talking about just a, just a Hemi swap, not a Hellcat, okay. but like okay. just a Hemi swap. They're trying to say like a five seven Hemi swap is way more is twice the cost of like a five three Hemi swap when it's when it's absolutely not true. That's not the case no. at all. It it may be about twenty. Let's give it twenty percent more expensive because you know there isn't the market there yet, but it's coming. Right. Right. In all honesty, think about this. Go to your local pullet yard, local salvage yard. Walk in there. I can guarantee you will find more Hemis in that yard than you will 5.3 LSs or, heaven forbid, an actual LS1 5.7. You won't find it. You you absolutely won't find it. They're picked clean the second they get in there. And pullet yard. If it's it goes by cylinder count, a six cylinder is two hundred dollars, an eight cylinder is three hundred and fifty dollars, or, or whatever it is the going rate for that yard. Yeah, they don't care what it is. Yeah, no, nah. to a pullet yard. So it's it's a myth that it's way more expensive. It really isn't. It's a myth that it's more complicated. It really isn't. They're very very similar, almost exactly the same in some aspects. It's just it's an urban myth. It's a legend, you know. It's more expensive. It's, it's the it's the continuation of the Mopar tax yep. that a lot of people believe exists. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's Mopar, it's expensive. It's got to be expensive. Yeah. The, they're out there. It's not as if these were specialty engines only in a few vehicles. Vans had them. Trucks had them. Cars had them. Jeeps had them. SUVs, the Durangos, you know, the Aspens. They, they're everywhere. Yeah. They were in all sorts of vehicles, just like the quote-unquote LS or Gen 3 GM was in everything. It's They're cheap. You can get a hold of them. What's funny is 
people will post them on Marketplace for $2,500 and they'll sit there for about six years until someone <laughs> actually decides they need to lower their prices. But that's yeah. not what they sell for. Yeah. You can ask what no. you want, but they don't sell for $2,500. I paid, I paid $600 for the 5.7. We're getting ready to put in the Swepty. Damn. 600 bucks, complete engine. I cannot tell you how many four, five, and six hundred dollar vehicles I've bought for the Hemi's. Yeah, they're all over the place. <clears throat> yeah, they're they're definitely out there if you do uh do some searching. Um, Dutch guys, uh, Dustin had a uh, question for you. So when we go to sublineparts.com, when you get it all set up, mm-hmm. you'll be able to choose your what motor mounts you want, what headers you want, all right. that stuff. All that so stuff. You, you will be able to build a 100% complete package mm-hmm. for your Hemi swap on sublineparts.com. That's the intent. Yes. And there are some manufacturers that aren't aligned with our wholesale distribution accounts just yet, mm-hmm. but we're working actively to get them. We're reaching out to our WDs and saying, Hey, we really want to sell this product. Can you get these guys? And they'll do what they can to get them on board so we can actually get those parts. Most of them actually drop ship. So you don't have to wait there's no way we could stock everything here. Absolutely yeah. not. Just, yeah. There's no real estate yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But if we could say, here's your package. These things are coming directly from us. Here's your tracking number. These things are drop shipping. Here's your tracking number. If you have any issues, just call us up. Nice. Fantastic. That's amazing. That's so handy. Nothing That's pisses cool. me off more than having to jump around and go to different sites. Like having to order from like four different websites. And you're yeah. like... I hope I get something and a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swear so, to God. So that's another thing. You talk about stickers. Okay. We moved forward with our swag bags, we call them in our orders. And we have three different stages. You know, you spend up to $100, you get the typical swag bag with the stickers, the holograms, all that stuff. Mm. And then it's, I think, the $300 mark. It also includes, um, some extra goodies. So you have an uh, enamel keychain, metal keychain backfilled with enamel, cool stuff. And then you have an air freshener, all that good <laughs> stuff, right? So that's where I was. We started that maybe in October of this past year, the swag bags. People really enjoyed them. But in my automotive mastermind group, my buddy Sean said, put candy in there, man. Grown men will trip over themselves to get a dum-dum or a blow pop out the bottom of a parts box. And I said, that's genius. So now no we throw candy in there. Huh. We have swag bags and candy. Crazy. Interesting. Interesting. Schumacher motor mounts. Um, I'm on the fence about Schumacher motor mounts. I like to sell stuff that I have good experience with those I've had some great ones and I've had some that needed some adjustment. Really. I want to stick with the major brands TT and I who were new to the game and really started the engine swap mount business for these swaps TTI for sure. You know, Holly has their black heart and then the, the white box stuff, which is the same product, but not powder coated. That's what I'd really like to gravitate towards those. And then with the shoe mocker mounts, if we really know they're a good product and we've used them before, then we will definitely try to offer them. I can I can vouch for the TT and I mounts because they're on the 
factory K member in the five seven right now hmm. out in the garage, and they were a dream to put on and get to that on that K member, okay. and it, they look so good. If so you have issues with Schumacher stuff, um, Chris Field, the guy who bought it, bought right. Schumacher. I know him. Um, Johnny Mopar actually knows him very well. Oh, nice. Um, if you have issues with any of the products <laughs> from Schumacher, um, I'm sure a quick call over to uh, Chris uh, would, would be good to figure out what's going on over there. Absolutely. And I haven't talked to him, uh, gosh, over a year. But, um, yeah, he's out, he's out of California. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think it, I don't think it would be a problem to reach out to him and see see what's going on. And if, if Dustin, uh, Dutch guys, um, if you have been um, hearing about issues with the F body platform, I'd reach out and see uh, see what's going on. Maybe they've made improvements. You never know. They could. My experience is take this with a grain of salt. This was yeah. years past. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very industrial. Their build quality is really good. Yeah. We just had some fitment tweaks that were an issue back then. Is that is that an issue with hemi swap? So I've I've seen several different styles of mounts, and some of them just look, I don't know, uh, I don't know how to put this. They just don't look up to the same standard. So is it, are there are there mounts out there where you're like ah, I would never use those? There are some. Universal kits that I would never use because yeah. the gates is, is too thin, uh-huh. and if you're going to fabricate something, you would start with something way better than the pieces that you'd receive. That, and let's be honest, anything in the automotive world when it comes to performance that's labeled universal is usually not that great of quality. Oh my god, that's it, awful! And I see these universal Hemi mounts, and I'm like, I just don't trust that. Shit. And they're cheap. And I'm like, mm. okay, here's mic drop for you guys. Did you know the engine mount bolt pattern on a Hemi is just very, very minor, minor fractions of an inch off from LS? No kidding. Yeah. You can take an LS swap mount and you can drill out, expand a couple bolt holes right on the Hemi. Bro. I'm telling you, I put my hammy together with two LS guys, and until they saw the heads, they swore we were putting together an LS. Hmm. Yep. Yep. I'm not I'm not throwing shade. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying my I was doing two performance LS guys, and until they saw the heads, they swore I got ripped off and was putting together an LS. They're so close. They really are. I mean, I don't hate LS. Yeah. I just yeah. I enjoy the Hemi. It's it's different. It's a different sandbox, you know. And, and that's and that's where I'm at. That's why like people are like, "Well, what are you gonna do with your with the C10? You know, that's it. Gonna hand me it. It's different. Got to be different. Got to be different. Power for power. If you look at it, it's pretty impressive. Okay, you have the six liters, you know, on the LS side. You had most commonly the 5.3s and the 4.8s on the LS side, and then. Dodge started off with the 5.7 and the Hemis, and you can make a displacement argument all day long, but 5.3 versus 5.7 Hemi is it's not really a comparison. The power levels are different. The cylinder head flow rates and the performance is just, it's different. It's different, you know. The thing I like about Blake being in this business is that he's worked for an LS swap shop before. So... <laughs> 
he's an expert <laughs> when you talk to him about this stuff. I don't know if there is another, I mean, I'm sure there are now, but you had to have been one of the first LS swap guys who, who knew his stuff to switch over to Hemi and have experience in both worlds. Mm -hmm. I don't know of anybody else um, that's as known when you, <laughs> when you went on your hiatus, I know you guys were seeing the same thing as I was. There was posts all over about Hemi swaps and your name would always get brought up. Oh and my. The whole... <laughs> oh man. And it'd be like, yeah, but I think they closed. And I was like, no, they're just yeah. on a break. Like jump in here. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately that did impact us. So the three month hiatus and social media went down to absolutely nothing crickets. We just focused on our families and took a minute to breathe, understood what was most important family. And that still to this day, if my son has a, one of my sons has a baseball game, if we have a family event or anything of that nature, with my family takes precedence and priority. That's just how it is, you know? Yeah. And we, we hope that customers are responsive and understanding to that. But if they can't be, that's no big deal. That's, it's just the choice that I made family first. Yeah. It's not a bad choice, man. No, I don't think so. I like it. It's funny with TTI. So I've heard, I, I've, I've had TTI headers because when I had my first dart, I bought all the Schumacher big block swap stuff, including the thousand dollars set of headers. And it all looked great. Unfortunately, I never got it all on. Um, but I've heard I've heard good things and I've heard bad things about TTI's quality. But one thing I can say is if you reach out to them, every story I've heard is you reach out to them and they'll get you taken care of. It's a pain in the ass, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's awful that uh <laughs> you know if you get Nothing worse than getting a part and it's just, you know, it's all shiny and nice and you go to put it in. It's just not what you wanted it to be. And you sit there and you yeah. wish. You look at it like, is there another way? Am, like, am I an idiot? What's going on here? And then you find out it's, it's just one of the ones that snuck through QA. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So interesting part about TTI's long tube headers. They were the pioneers, one of the first companies to actually offer that product. If you ran a low mount AC compressor for a car engine, you would have to beat on them. You know, back then, they were $1,500, $1,400 long tubes. You'd have to yeah. beat on the, the number one primary to get it to clear the back of the AC compressor. And I remembered back in those days, just rubber mallet in hand. And I'm just like, <laughs> really going to do this? Yeah. And that they're, they're pristine ceramic coated, just yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it, I couldn't believe it. And through responsiveness and being responsible persons at that company, they've figured that out. They listen to the customer's feedback and they've made changes. So from what I understand, they don't do that anymore. Mm. I haven't put a set on since the pink car we did for Mopar Collector's Guide. Yeah. Um, and even those fit a little bit better than normal. But I, I think as things have gone on, they've gotten better, especially the distributors in the United States that I know that sell them on a routine basis. They say they're much better quality now. Nice. You know, and that's good. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good that they listen. And, you know, they're not just like, well, well you figure it out. You know, 
How about yeah. buying a set of thousand dollar ceramic coated headers and having to beat the hell out of them so they fit? See, I was smart. I got the raw ones because I knew my powder coat guy could just seal them up later mm-hmm. for me once we got it all figured out. Yeah, sometimes you don't hear about Doug's too much anymore. They used to have really good swap headers. And when they first came out, a full set of swap long tubes from Doug's was 380 bucks. I have a that's cheap because uh, cheap. I have a set. I have a ceramic coated set right here that we're supposed to be for my uh, seventy two Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. That just happened. I forgot to throw them in the car. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> the, Whoopsie! Hey, for twenty grand, that guy got a great deal. So he better not complain yeah, at all. It was a twenty thousand dollar paint fine. job. Um, but uh, they're they're pretty good. <laughs> the thing about headers that annoys me is looking at some of the welds. Cause you have to go, mm-hmm. Hey, they all look like that, dude. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a perfectionist. Like I've bought both a new Holly carb and a new Edelbrock carb recently. And both of the castings look like absolute shit. <laughs> I was like, Oh really? man. Yeah. They just don't look good. Um, now I'm not a guy who's bought a hundred carburetors to compare, but mm-hmm. uh, I was like, man, if I'm buying a brand new carburetor, I better open that package and that thing better just <laughs> it better, better look like I opened the Ark of the Covenant and it, like, it shines. You better hear some angels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Pulp Fiction, you open the box and it's like, shh. Um, there's but, there's uh, quality flaws that seems to be rampant in the industry as of, I say, COVID. Like, it's, yeah. it's nuts. It's Oh, it's the economy straight up. Like, yeah. we're not getting as good a product because we're not getting as good of ingredients. You know what I mean? Like well, that makes sense. Not only that, but not as many people want to work anymore. So these foundries that cast these parts, the individuals that used to sit there with a pencil grinder and take casting marks off and touch them up. I don't think they're there anymore. No, nah. I don't think so. <laughs> they they got to be gone. Yes. And I've heard this from several people way more involved than me that buy parts all the time and they're saying that they've seen a dip in the you know ever since you know these companies go big corporate you know and start buying you know their assembly lines (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh so i don't know it's kind of it's a little sad especially with a lot of these uh legacy brands you know what i mean to see their quality turn down a little bit i i hope it Mm -hmm. i hope things get better and improve but man it's a little disappointing so for sure interesting point i was speaking to another manufacturer who makes parts specific to hemi swamps and he was telling me he said have you realized that brand x um has really weird things going on with their fuel pumps and i thought to myself yeah i mean blaine's van way to mopar yeah. yes right Yes. Um, and then some of the similar issues impacted Justin's truck, the Hellcat truck, right? So we read up a little bit more and dug into it. And some of these very popular pumps <laughs> draw 22 amps running. Jesus. This is insane for a fuel pump. No wonder they're burning up relays. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, tw- really? So he said, yeah, Blake, this is, you know, the, the manufacturer I was speaking to. He said, yeah, 
it's because they're cheap pumps. They don't have a whole lot of R&D in, you know, the design. So that way it can maintain the pressures at lower amperage. And what happens is you set a relay, you can dial it down a little bit. Let's say if the pump is designed for, you know, an output of up to 100 PSI, but you crank it down to 60 or 70 because you don't need that much fuel. You know, a regulator kind of deadheading that pump, if you will, the discharge of the pump. Yeah, they, they burn up relays, all kind of stuff. In the manual, it tells you they prefer you to run a 12-gauge wire to these pumps. That's how – and it's – take it with a grain of salt. That's, you know, just vendors speaking about products, but – 22 amps is high. Mm. I mean, that's 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 way more than twice a factory fuel pump. Why? That's crazy. It's nuts. And the rumor is it's all because of quality and just less than desirable parts in those pumps. Now, speaking of quality, Blake, you told me one time you were talking about China. And mm. oftentimes in the automotive industry, you hear about Chineseium <laughs> and uh, China parts. What is it? And I know you said, hey, you can get great stuff made in China. You what could. Is it? But you know, most most big companies will go for the cheap stuff that they can get, you know, in huge amounts. They're not willing to pay for the quality. Right. So there's a barrier to the game mm-hmm. and there's this threshold, right? If you go into it saying, I just want to make a crap ton of money and get these things made as cheaply as possible. Yeah, you can go there and get something that'll give you the taillight warranty. When you're out of sight, you don't care. (laughs) You can do that. But with every industry, as long as you stick to a design and your specific standards, you can hold people accountable. You can hold sub manufacturers accountable to product, you know. Right now, there's a big shift to Mexico. Mexico is showing a little bit more attention to detail, and it doesn't have the shipping hurdles mm-hmm. of some of like the Asian region, yeah. um, you know, Taiwan, China, stuff like that. So there's a little bit of a quality, in, a quality increase and a pricing benefit for not having to ship on a cargo ship, right? Yeah. Um, but it's really in what you do. You can spec a very specific design and you will get that and you will pay for it, yeah. but you'll get what you ask for. So the Chinese thing is kind of truth, kind of myth. It's truth. If you approach company X and say, here, make this as cheap as you can. Yeah. Oh, that alloy is going to suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be like crushed up beer cans melted down into an aluminum mold. You know, it's, <laughs> it's going to suck. Yeah. But if you say, I want this metallurgy to be X, so many percent this, 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 and this, I want you to cast it this way with this type of a casting, you know, and you go through the full detail of how you want it made specifically. Yeah. No, it, you're, you're fine. Look at most OEs. Yeah. How many parts do you see directly from Chrysler? You open up the Mopar bag and it says made in Mexico, yeah. made in Canada, yeah. you know, made in all these other areas. Factory connectors for Chrysler are not made in the United States. I can guarantee you. <laughs> if you, you go a wiring connector, I mean, I don't have one handy, but an ECM connector. I, I can talk about the NGC, which is the old ones, the 03 through the like 2010 Hemis. Mm-hmm. They were made by Tyco Electronics. 
overseas. Mm-hmm. OEM quality, OEM spec, they had to pass SAE, Society of Automotive Engineering specifications, mm-hmm. right? It's good stuff. We yeah. use it. It came from overseas. Now, those things have been discontinued. They don't make them anymore. But that just goes to show you it's what you spec. Yeah. Magnesium is real. Yeah. But if you tell them, I don't want that, I want good quality stuff, you'll get it. There you go, folks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I understand the aversion to overseas stuff. But the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is you're not getting away from it. I, I would. You, if, you can't anymore. We're not. We're. I mean, the way our our shipping and distributing is set up, it's uh, pretty reliant on overseas stuff anymore. Like, uh, look at COVID when we had the uh, a lot of product shortages. Mm-hmm. It was due to ships not being allowed to port <laughs> to get offloaded, and they were just sitting out in the harbors, right, waiting on both coasts, waiting, and then a lot of them started moving from the west coast from the state that shall not be named and heading for florida because florida opened their ports and they went down and shot through the panama canal and came up the other side and started getting unloaded in florida mm-hmm. so a lot of these shortages that we faced was because we couldn't get stuff from overseas because of sitting out in the ocean in the harbors i like made in america because of what it stands for more so than the quality mm. you can get i'm being honest you can get quality anywhere yeah you can yeah. yeah made in the usa for me is more of supporting your local and your regional economy right it's yeah. your country right your, your dollars aren't going elsewhere that's what it's more about made in the usa than quality because in all honesty as long as you spec it the quality should be what and what it should be the same You know, I, I'm working with some manufacturers on a new part. So we have some pressure reduction orifices or actually flow rate reduction orifices. 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 (laughs) Or is it it Orfi? (laughs) Orifices. You know what? I'd say it's worth a Google, but I'm scared of the results. So (laughs) you just said feces. I did. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, YouTube. (laughs) Sorry, YouTube. Um, but no, so that I'm working with one of my good buddies who has a uh, machine shop capabilities to try to get those brought to market. Cool, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like stuff made in America and whenever I can, we do that, you know. Well, it's on my mind, Blake. Um, uh, turbo manifolds. Mm-hmm. You going to be uh, supplying those or what? They have some out there. I am still in the fence. I like to get my hands on everything before I offer yeah. it. Mm-hmm. there's so much junk that you can stumble upon man i would hate to steer anyone wrong yeah. i would like to i would like to see some better designs more cost effective designs come to market mm-hmm. holly makes the cast turbo manifolds for the ls i would like to see a cast setup come for the hemi it's just a, a more affordable way of doing the turbo swaps for the guys yeah. doing the, the garage builds you know mm-hmm. The turbo sets that I've seen, I think you actually sent me one, and it, it's pretty pricey for that. Uh, I sent you guys that twin turbo one for the six That's months. What it, was. it was you. It was like yeah. six grand, like yeah. six but grand. that I mean, but that included, but that included turbos. It included everything. Okay. Like it was a, it was a complete kit, but still six grand. Yeah. It had my favorite button though. Affirm it. 
Affirm. <laughs> God yeah. bless Affirm. I'll tell like, you God what. bless Affirm out there getting car guys on the road. <laughs> so I got it's not him related, but I'm gonna say it. Do oh, it. Here we go. Uh I just bought the new truck. Mm-hmm. The boy hasn't been in a turbo vehicle before. And uh he rode back with it was just me and him on the drive back, and it was like an hour drive home. And we were going down the highway and I let off the I let off the gas a little bit and that turbo spooled down. He goes, Dad. And I go, What? And he goes, I like that noise. And I was like, oh. You like you like the turbo? And he goes, Yeah. And I was like, Good deal, buddy. You need to get him one of the Tia's for turbo pillows for the back seat for him to just chill with. I sure do. I need to do that, make that happen. Is he um, a backseat driver? He can be. My daughter is a backseat driver. Like, I'll pick her up from daycare, and I'll be sitting at a stop sign. And if I wait half a second longer, like, if the car in front of me goes and there's nobody, and I wait just a half a second, she'll be like, Daddy, go! And I'm like, listen here. You Does your wife do that to you? No. No, okay. not at all. My wife does it to me, so maybe that's why Bubba doesn't do it. Are you that guy, Blake? <laughs> no, my wife does it to me, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like you can just be sitting there chilling. It. I love her. I love it. <laughs> It's 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 just a thing. It's a thing. It's like it's green. It just turned green. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were some questions in the chat. Oh, here we go. Alex, okay, Alex has this one. Um, so what are the points or order points to Hemi swap a seventy six D one hundred? Uh, Blake, I did follow your D series swap parts and supports seem to improve. Yeah. So parts. I suppose I, I I think I understand his question. You know, if you're gonna if you got a seventy six D one hundred, Blake. You know what? Uh, what's your order of operations for getting that thing hemi swapped? I always start with what engine do you want to use, yeah, and what transmission suits your needs. You have to start there. Yeah, the driving experience comes from the engine and transmission, bar none, and you build everything around it. So, let's say you want to do a budget build, and you want to be as cost effective as possible okay then i would do five seven i would bolt it to an original transmission 76 is probably still the 727 or get the transmission out of a little bit later d series in the 80s gets you like an a518 which has the lock unlock torque converter a little bit better fuel mileage regardless is it's a factory small block trans for that body style that bolts right in so you can reuse the factory drive shaft and the factory factory shift linkages. Then all you need to do is get a set of, in that case, Bouchelon motor mounts because the Holly engine mounts, those motor mounts will place the engine about an inch and a half more towards the radiator. And therefore your transmission wouldn't be in the factory location and you couldn't use your factory drive shaft, right? That's, why I would go that route in that case, if you're trying to do that budget friendly route, you know, but if you want the ultimate driving experience, I love Hellcat engines. I really do. I think they're cool, but there becomes a point of diminishing returns and you mash that go pedal. If you don't have the suspension to back it up, Justin has the suspension and the wheels to back it up. Yeah. If you don't have the suspension and wheels to back up that Hellcat, you don't spin tires any harder in a, yeah. <laughs> a 6.4 than a Hellcat. I mean, the, not going is not going. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Spinning ain't winning, <laughs> you know? 
so if you want to really knock it out with that, I'd do a six four with an eight speed and then use the Holly engine mount and trans mount just to bolt it all in really simplistically. Have you a telescoping drive shaft made and go to town? That's what I would do. Next up, Anthony, Vegas local. Vegas. I want a six a six four swap my sixty nine charger on the budget side. Does the trans tunnel need to be cut? He's heard both yes and no. Does it depend on the transmission, auto, or manual? Yes. So if you run the traditional automatics or manuals for those cars, 727, 904, or the 833, four-speed, eight, was it the 855, the Passion five-speed, isn't that what it's called? You could run that without any mods to the transmission tunnel. You can also do a TKO or a TKX now from Silver Sport. Mm-hmm. Really neat five-speed bolt-in manual transmission. No mods required. There's quite a bit you can do without having to touch that transmission tunnel at all. You get it If you get into the T56 or TR6060, the manual six-speed, it's it has... It has girth. It's it's mm. big around. Yeah. She's uh, girthy. <laughs> girthy. And yeah, so you're going to have to do some modifications. Good thing is our buddies at U.S. Car Tool make some really awesome trans tunnel kits. Have you guys seen those? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's a it's a three piece transmission tunnel, and what you do is you just cut yours out really simply, and this you bolt three pieces together, and it's laser cut to fit the floor pan in your car you stitch weld it seam weld it all the way around but the top section is bolted onto the two lower sections with rib nuts so you can literally just pull back the carpet undo the bolts and boom you have full access to your transmission it helps you with service some cool options but yeah if you do more of the modern transmissions you have to massage things around i've heard the eight speeds you can get away with a mall and a hammer. Uh, <laughs> it depends on what kind of car you have. You know, if you have some rare pedigree, I don't know if you really want to cut and chop <laughs> on the trans tunnel. <laughs> but if you don't, have at it. Have fun with it. <laughs> then also, since we're here and everybody's asked about hemi swaps, I think Blake and I have talked about this before, but we're going to do a little series on how to hemi swap a swepty. Schwepty. Schwepty. Hell yeah. Where are you at on your swept line, Matt? Uh, Needing to put it on a trailer and go to Blake. That's where I'm at. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be, man. There's because a we got to have Schwepties here where I'm like, damn, if I had the money. <laughs> Bro, I got some guys that. All the cool stuff up north. You guys uh, have all the cool stuff. It's rusty, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about him or me? Because, I mean, my stuff's not rusty up here. Him. Yeah, we got some cool stuff. I don't know. I look at some of the stuff that these guys are pulling out of the desert down there, down in, you know, uh, Texas, Arizona, mm-hmm. um, even New Mexico. And I'm just like, God, <laughs> there's a lot of cool stuff that's rust-free out in the desert. <laughs> Bro, I mean, because, like, I mean, I'm I'm coming up with cool stuff all the time around here. I I share it with you guys. I think it's cool anyway. You might as well be a Yankee. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) 
Hey, no, no, I, I can't. I take that back. You season your food really well. You you cook <laughs> you cook a mean ribeye, dude. Yeah, I'm about to take this shirt off and just be like, whatever. <laughs> so mean. Um, but thank you for the compliments on my cooking. Um, but yeah, I mean, because we gotta get we gotta get the master here uh, to touch mm-hmm. up the, to touch up the truck, so Absolutely. we can finish so we can finish up the air ride. So what swap? What- what is your decision on powertrain wise for that? Are we we doing manual trains? What's 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 the goal with that? So with with the Swifty, I've decided for drivability. Um, let's just go. I'm gonna try to go as budget as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do the five seven I've put together for the Duster. We're gonna I'm just gonna recycle it and let's get it in the Swifty so we can get it on the road. And then I'm probably just gonna run one of the five speeds. Like get okay. the get the transmission controller, get a five speed in it. And, and just rock and roll because I think that'll be for drivability. It's going to be great. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then just move forward because, like I said, we got to get all that in and set just right. So when I bring it back up, the mini truckers can come over and we finish doing that air ride because mm-hmm. we got to have that set. We got to have the transmission and everything in place before we do the chop and everything on the for the put the C notch in and start working on aligning up the uh, rear end. God, you made me make me want to get a truck again, bro. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna. I have so I have two or three friends down at Lone Star Throwdown right now, and they keep sending me photos of the Swepties that have showed up there. And there's like two or three really nice ones down there. Um, shout out to Swept Crush. I've gotten so many photos of that truck, and I'm like, just tell them you know Big Box Garage. I talk to that guy all the time. <laughs> oh man, um, popularity is surging on the Swept lines. Really Swepties, Swepties are coming because everybody's tired of C10s. Yeah, but damn, are those prices getting crazy? Uh, you ain't wrong, bro. OBSs shouldn't oh be gosh. an OBS dually shouldn't be thirty thousand dollars. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about that with my mini trucking buddy. I just bought my uh, F three fifty off of. He was like, OBSs are dumb. I was like, agreed. <laughs> like it's just stupid. It's it's stupid. Um, Maddie asked the, the hard hitting question. Hard hit. Hard hit. I believe Chris is coming. I don't think Blake and I are. No. I will be there. Yes, I will not have my dart, regrettably. But uh, I mean, I am flying into Vegas. I'll be there. Um, I think I'll be hanging out with uh, uh, Vanessa from Five Point Parts. We're going to meet up and we're going to grab a rental car, head over. And uh, a bunch of our other friends are going to be there. So if you see us, say hi. Um, these two... Uh, these two are just gonna wait for me down on on the coast for cruising the coast, bro. We're gonna be in the lab, like there. Like I'm gonna get down there and just hang out in the lab. That's all I'm gonna do. Yeah, it's. We talked about this right before we launched it, the uh, podcast here tonight. Logistically, it just it doesn't work. It's a 26 hour drive for us down here in the boot, and we went, we flew last time, and had a great time. Great event, by all means, great event. It's just the logistics, right? Packing the boxes and flying everything up, shipping everything up, mm. setting up and getting everything back down. It's it's tough. It's tough for people down here. It, it cost me around seven hundred dollars to get over there. And I I mean <laughs> I I'm doing okay, but I ain't doing that okay. <laughs> it can be expensive, man. I, gosh, I if it wasn't for people listening to the show, I would have never been able to make a lot of the events i've gone to <laughs> yeah. um not to mention selling a bunch of stuff that i probably should have kept but um 
it's oh, gosh traveling to these shows it vegas is one where although i love to have my car there after bringing it last year it's one of those things where i know vegas is a destination and um i just want to go and have fun <laughs> thankfully a lot of the work that i do i consider fun so it works for me blake i understand for you you know you want to set up shop and you know promote your business that's got to you know load up a whole business on a on a plane on carry on and, and, right. and try to yeah that that that's tough now when sublime blows up <laughs> i expect you to roll in with the the sublime semi <laughs> offload all the stuff and have your giant display so that would be fun to see eventually justin so i don't know if you guys know this or not but i mean sublime dropped a pretty sweet spacer installation video and i mean that's some top quality work <laughs> man matt hanging that handling that up man it, it worked out so well because i was like oh man i gotta figure out a way to get uh voiceovers and i started playing that one video i was looking at all the other clips and i was like wait a minute it just jived up perfectly and i just went with it i just start th- i just start throwing the clips on definitely sending more work your way because that was beautiful it was a symphony i was so proud of it i was like oh my god i did this my baby i made my baby i made this what's up buddy what's up justin justin has the fucking sickest truck i've ever seen i love that thing and uh he did get first place at mo party he did that he did you set it up for your friends no i mean god poor judge got lambasted because you're my friend and you got first place. And I said, I'm sorry that my friend has the truck that I'd take home before any of the other ones. I'm sorry. Seriously, though. Seriously, though. Scan the competition. Scan it. Nice trucks out there. Not trying to knock any other truck. But. It's on. just nicely put yeah, together. Cool. You know what I mean? It's just nicely put together. I like I'm truck. <laughs> and that I have no one. I have no shame. I'll admit I'm stealing his. Uh shifter idea i'm gonna put oh, it in, I'm, cool. I, I'm applying it to chief i'm stealing it like i'm gonna make it i'm gonna figure out how to make it happen for chief that way it still looks like i manned up and have a <laughs> manual <laughs> i just i i thought it was funny that like i'm a tin grill guy so normally mm-hmm. I, i'd be looking for the tin grills i mean like all right what kind of awesome tin grills we have and there was some great ones there was some killer mm-hmm. swept lines there but at the I'm, end of the day if they if they say hey you're judging it and it's my opinion, then I'm I'm gonna go with if I could take one truck home, only one, which truck am I taking home? Justin's truck is the one that that's my taste. If if Holly wants a different they can pick a different person and we'll see what truck they pick this year. But um, because I won't I probably won't be there. Uh so we'll see what happens. But um, if this ain't some shit, like this is like a rich person being like, My parents were rich. It's just no mutt truck, yeah. Like the coolest mutt truck of all time. Like Take a bow, my man. I appreciate the humbleness, but take a bow, my man. (laughs) It's cool. cool. Look, I'm going to spill the beans on him. He's been showing me some cool stuff he's been looking at, man. Oh, yeah? Uh Uh-oh. He's already got the nicest truck in the nation. Bro, I'm telling you, it was just a good time going going with all 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 the boys this year. So I saw that there was a comment about it pop up about the dates. I looked, and you guys had said this earlier, I looked for the Mo Party dates, and I did not see them when I looked on Mo Party's site. Of course, I didn't check any vendors, 
but it's it the announcement was made several times that hey we're thinking about it we may want to give our staff a break and we're going to circle around and get back it's now getting to the time where taking off of work and scheduling this event is it's getting close you know it may not seem like it but it's what six months away yeah, it's it's 16. to the point now. It's to the point now where they're like about to wait too long, where they're going to damage the turnout. I hope not, but it's. I just hope something is said officially soon. Do you guys know uh, the GTXR that won Best of Show there? It's like a seventy-one Viper swapped. Um, was it the one that was across the way from us? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that was built by my buddy. Aaron Porter from Horsepower Northwest. That's up here. Oh, wait, okay. the green? The fuselage yeah. body style? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. There was a video that Holly put out, and this guy's taking credit for all the work they did. He's like, yeah, so we did this and this and this. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I tagged my buddy. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe how despair. If you're rich and you can buy whatever you want from Bear Jackson or Meekum, hey, have at it. <laughs> buy as much as you want, boo-boo. But the problem is when you start claiming that you did the shit. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, I don't have a pro- like, see, I don't have a problem with you being educated about the vehicle, and you're like, yeah. So, and but give the shop credit. Yeah. So, bought the car from here. So and so did all this work. I uh, give them credit. You know, like I have a hard time with me being the kind of person I am. Mm. Like I can tell you right now, I wing it ninety nine percent of the time because I have no idea. <laughs> How'd that happen? What the? F- what is that? <laughs> What is that? I don't know. How'd that happen? Weird. Well, I'm trying to get... <laughs> what Someone... it is is you guys do those talking paranormal podcasts and y'all don't F around and found out. <laughs> like I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, last video feed last, last week when we were doing talking paranormal or the week before, because we took last week off, I did something and like fireworks went off. And I was like, did anybody else see that? <laughs> I actually, somebody mentioned something about the video, Blake, of your grandpa's truck with the lights coming on. They mentioned to me, they said, hey, hey, you know, it could have been Blake himself that did it. I said, I guess I never really thought about that. Telekinetic abilities. (laughs) If, If Blake just mentioning his grandfather. Blake could have very well (laughs) unbeknownst to him (laughs) triggered those lights himself telekinetically just based on thinking about his grandfather I was like I never really considered that I was more of a I think a ghost did it (laughs) you know what I mean that was trippy wild video if you okay for the folks that never saw this video this is wild uh, some of you may or may not know that Matt and I do uh, a podcast called Talking Paranormal where we talk about crazy stuff, right? Blake, one night, Blake, what, tell the story, Blake. Tell the story. It's way better coming from you. Okay. So one night I am on the phone with a customer discussing his potential build. And he was asking me if I would just take on his project. He was feeling overwhelmed. And he says, What if I just send the car to you? You take over the rest of it, get it running, and just call me when it's done. And I told him, I said, 
man, I just inherited my grandfather's truck. Uh, he passed away about 20 years ago and it now is in my hands and I want to restore it. And I'm sitting in my driveway on the phone, leaned up against my Ram and I'm looking across the property way to the back where I have it parked against the shop. And no, no sooner did I say, I really want to focus on my grandfather's truck. Did the headlights kick on <laughs> sitting by itself? No rhyme or reason. I just walk over. I open the door and it, it's an OBS. It's a eight, it's a 94 Chevy Silverado, right? Square dash with the big click button headlight switch that it's not something that would just get bumped. It was really weird. Sure enough, I had to go in and flip it and click it, turn the lights off. Weirdest thing. So I have security cameras everywhere, the house, shop, all this stuff. And you can literally see there's one pointing down at the truck at that location. And there's one camera focused on me on the phone. And then there's another camera that pans the yard and shows kind of both. Right. Yeah. And that's the video that I sent you guys where it's I'm on the phone. You can see me on the phone 200 yards away, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I spin around and then you see the lights click on the truck. <laughs> and then you see me walk across the yard to go turn the lights off. Really weird. Weirdest stuff. So wild. It, the $40, video truck. No <laughs> balls. He knows what he's got. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. What a fun story. I think that one's going to wind up with the Hemi swap in it as well. Yes. Word. Yes. They all should. I'm I'm trying to get the Corvette good enough to drive down to Louisiana. All right, Blake, <laughs> let's figure this thing out. So uh, do you have a counter on who's watching us online right now? Eight people. Eight, eight people. people? Mm-hmm. Okay. For the eight people online right now and the people that will watch this later, drop a comment send a message an email anything to any one of us if you would like to see us sneak a hemi swapped vehicle in the ls fest <laughs> i'm not stopping at ls fest like when i get my 60s era ford we're hemi swapping it too we're gonna hit all three we're gonna hit ls fest mo party and then ford fest it would be so fun just to infiltrate like all the shows on hemi swap oh yeah oh yeah uh Let's but you it. but you have to do it right. I, well, yeah. I can pick on LS because I come from LS and I've had plenty of them. I've built yeah. plenty of them. I can pick on them and hopefully they won't get too mad. But I mean, we have to go out with like the C5 Corvette jorts, the <laughs> LSX socks, the hat, Hell and yeah. the, the lawn chair and mm. the hamburger uh, cleavage sticking out with <laughs> got the a little, little chain. Got a little bit of the hamburger hanging out. A little, little windbreaker with my logo embroidered on it. Oh, you know, yeah. You got to go full send. I'm going fanny pack. I'm going isotoners. <laughs> I'm going the, the sunglasses that have the little shades that flip up. <laughs> I'm, I'm going full hog. Oh, man. yeah. Let's do it, man. I'll or get pit vipers. You can do pit I'll, I'll order me some pit vipers. I don't care. I'll roll into LS Fest with that 63 C10. Oh God, that, it would be so awesome to roll into LS. It would just be fun time. Yeah. And that's why I really hope they would start to spread out the events, right? There's four LS everywhere in the world now, but um, if you had Bowling Green where there was just a little bit more spaced out, then it would be pretty fun to sneak into it. <laughs> I'm in. 
just pop the hood and be like, that's not a Hellcat, that's a Hell S. That's a Hell S swap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, technically it's an LS swap. We just swapped the LS out of it. Yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> technically it's LS swap. Yeah, I gotta get that big block out of the C10 so I can start all the body work. Hell yeah. Jade effect black, boys. It's gotta <laughs> be perfect. <laughs> I I'll tell you what. I'm jonesing to get either another van or another truck. <laughs> I look every day. I've missed out on a deal. Two vans. One of them didn't run and was more of a parts van. The other one ran and drove. It's fifteen hundred bucks at first, and then it finally dropped to five hundred for both of these things. And I was like, "All right, on Friday we're doing this." And hey, you guys... uh, sold. <laughs> oh man, there you go. Do you guys remember like the Dodge Marauders? Absolutely. Wait a second. The Marauders. Did I say that right? Am I thinking of the right thing? There's, There's a Mercury Marauder. Yeah. But they were these badass. I think Dodge had one too, or maybe it was Chrysler. Like, it a, was... Little, like a little SUV thing, right? Marauder. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh, you mean the uh, what well, used to be the Samurai and it was like the, the Raider? The there you go. Yeah. Raider. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The Raider just, uh, thing. That was yep, one the of Dodge, the Dodge. Uh, trans- the Dodge Raider. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, funny story. Chris is going to hate me for this. I have my eyes on a parts one that I got told I could just have if it doesn't go with the running one that sells. Okay. Fun fact, the frame and wheel base is almost perfect to put a Daytona Daytona on. That actually would be badass. Bro, we're doing it. We're going to make a four-wheel drive Daytona. I like it. I like it. I was wondering when, where you're going with that. How are you going to call Dude, it a dirt Tona? A dirt Tona <laughs> with, a K, with a K swap. I like that. Uh, yeah. I'm Chris, trying to find an SRT4 um, uh, block because I'd like to swap. Uh, I have that little 87 Shelby CSX, and I've really been dying. Um, at all these events, I keep seeing these autocross tracks, and I'm like, I really want to play around on the autocross. And this little it's CSX would be fun. It's fun like no other, man. It's it's highly addictive autocross. It really is. That That's my end goal for the duster now. Dodge made a Marauder? Is this true? I've never heard of a Dodge No, he's Marauder. right. And Really? I'm going to offend people. It was ugly as hell. Oh, I pulled it up. It was ugly. Like... It was fugly. Holy shit. Let me see here. Oh, my God. Yeah, see? Ooh. A face a mother could love. Oh, that's offensive. <laughs> that is offensive. Go ahead. Share it up. I didn't eat yet. Oh, man. I don't I don't want to. Oh, the Marada. Oh, okay. I know the Marada. I meant, yeah. I meant the the Raider. Um, Hon- but Honestly, I'll take a Marada. Over a Ford LTD any day. Uh-huh. Um, you got to show it now. Come on. I can get down with a Ford LTD. Let me pull this up. This ain't that bad. Oh, look at the car. Bro, don't even. <laughs> you guys are being too harsh. Come on. Bro, do don't thing. even. You're probably going to pull up like do a. That thing. That's sure ugly. You, you can get one with T tops, probably. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll take this over a Chevy G body. <laughs> this will be my donk. I'll put. I'll build a Marauder donk or a, a Marauder donk. <laughs> you know what it looks like to me? The mm. picture of a car you draw in first grade. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like all the square edges. This is like the 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 shitty coupe in GTA when you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Right. You get the shitty coupe. <laughs> like that's it. You're dead to me, Dutch guys. <laughs> hey, Dutch, do you still have the 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 clean blue one? Or uh, I thought I thought you had a blue Shelby too. That's probably the one he scrapped. <laughs> Could you imagine? Watch what you're probably gonna say. Yeah, that's when we scrapped, and you're gonna get offended. Oh gosh, well, broken please. hearted. I really do love getting uh, to do these lives with my friends. So much it's fun. A it's been a while since we did it. It's good, man. I appreciate you guys. This is that good. was the one we scrapped. Yep, I called it. Oh. Look, at that. Look at that stink face. <laughs> Damn. Did you at least keep the, the pumper wheels or what? <laughs> no, he fucking scrapped those two. Scrapped them too. Damn, Dutch. Killing me, bro. Uh, my dad actually mentioned Dutch the other day. We were we were in the garage. And uh, he goes, he goes, does your buddy out in Michigan still have um the uh uh the swap kit for uh rear wheel drive for Daytona? I was like, I think he does. And my dad's like, well, let's drive out there and get it. One like, of the elusive mm-hmm. Mopar catalog kits. Mm-hmm. He's got like two of them. <laughs> really, NOS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil, you say? How about the? Oh, hey. Um, next time you talk to uh, John from US Car Tool, mm-hmm. uh, see how far they're getting on the the little Daytona. I'll ask him. Yeah. I know they have a whole slew of new machinery there and doing some really cool yeah. stuff i'll ask them they've always, I, I remember when i first discovered them they were doing bodies in white so like you could send them your charger and then do up the body and send it back to you i, I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool but they have yeah. a lot of cool stuff mm-hmm. yeah see <laughs> dutch is that guy where like if you are a, a mopar f body guy and you have questions this guy is the f body guy in the country in my opinion he sure is i'm sure he knows some other gurus but um he's the one and people are hemi swapping those two i saw really i gotta find uh pictures of it it's one of the born yeah 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 hellcat swap i think um i don't know i think those cars are finally getting some some respect (laughs) i don't know i think they're i think they're cool for what they were it was chrysler's like last hurrah still trying to be cool during the during the gas crisis you know right gotta give them some credit (laughs) so like now yeah 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 just like now (laughs) so i mean i think what's happening what we're seeing is is all the undesirables are becoming the desirable because everybody's tired of paying the outrageous prices for the stuff that for the really cool stuff um so So i mean like now yeah (laughs) I'm just but saying, what? man, bro. I, I never have never felt like one of the Mopar assholes ever in my time as being a car guy, but it finally happened. It finally happened. happened. A buddy of mine, a buddy of mine went to Starbird. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Starbird show, the Daryl Starbird show in Oklahoma. It's like the hot riding royalty. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, I had like four friends get invited to bring their trucks. And so they were there all over the place taking photos and everything. And one of my buddies, Blake, you're going to meet him. He's coming down. He's one of the guys coming down with me to bring the truck. Um, 
he sent me a picture of a 73 duster. It was blown, had a big old blower sticking out there and everything. Super cool looking car. I was like, man, I love everything about this photo, except for the fact it's a 73 with that pointy ass grill. And he was like, you picky son of a bitch. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. I am that guy. And I like, I tried to leave the chat even. I was so embarrassed. Look at the beak on that thing. <laughs> Look at the beak on it. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, what is uh, F body's time is now. <laughs> Our time is now. What? You know it's him, yeah. right? Probably. Yeah. We're gonna have to talk about that, Dustin. We'll bring we'll bring on talking Mopar sometime and talk about your little F body. You should. That's interesting. Sure. I've had him on before to talk about F bodies. I didn't realize that he was going crazy and I want to hear more <laughs> about these, quarters. these kits, man. Those are elusive. I, I've never they seen are. one in real life. It's it's sort of like a myth. They are. That would be a hell of a series on YouTube. <laughs> I do have a how about this? about this series? Old Mopar Cadillac uh, catalog parts that no longer exist. Stuff that we never knew was made. I never knew those were made until you told me about them, Chris. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. I've seen um, old school advertisements and like, uh, I think it was like a hustle stuff catalog or something like that. Um, I saw that at a swap meet. I wish I had bought it. Uh, it's just cool to see. Like I have some old um, literature that shows the performance parts that were offered for the um, the little four cylinder turbo Mopars and stuff. Really cool, mm-hmm. very cool stuff. But um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some food. I, you're I, good, buddy. I gotta get up early, take the wife to the airport. So there you go. Nice. Um, boys, hell of a time. Can't wait to do it again. Let's do it again sooner rather than later. All right, for That's sure. Amazing. Everybody, thank you for joining us tonight. If you have any Hemi Swap questions or you're trying to Hemi Swap your classic Mopar, this guy right down, oh, right down there. Um, <laughs> that dude. Sublineparts.com, formerly DIY Hemi. Uh, I'm ready to see where you take this thing, Blake. I'm ready. And hey, if you ever start hiring, let me know. I'll send my resume. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, folks, that's it for us here on this Swapcast with Talking Mopars, Big Blocks Garage, and Sublime Technologies. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time. Remember, Hemi swap the world and no Mopar left behind. Boom. Hemi swap everything. (laughs) Nice. If you've ever thought about swapping a modern Hemi into your classic Mopar, then go visit my friend Blake at Sublime Technologies. Formerly known as DIY Hemi, Blake has spent years developing products to help you with your Gen 3 Hemi swap needs and his mission to Hemi swap the world. So if this is a swap that you've been kicking around, maybe you just want some more info, do not wait. Head on over to sublimeparts.com and start your Hemi swap today. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about the show, you know where to go, talkingmopars.com. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht. And that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.